You've found the Virtually Possible podcast. Join the discussion on future of work, organizational design, and personal growth. Well, well, well. Welcome back, everyone, to the Virtually Possible podcast. It's been quite a while since my last episode with Will Butler, the VP of Be My Eyes. In the meantime, Be My Eyes won the Best Design Award from Apple for an app with social impact. So congrats to the team and to Will and Hans, the founder of Be My Eyes. Interestingly enough, we are still living in the COVID reality, very much so. And even though vaccinations are in progress, we, I think, are quite coming to terms with the fact that uh, we will be interacting with COVID in one way or another with all the variants, with all the restrictions. So the remote virtual world is, I think, becoming the new normal, no pun intended. And speaking of that, today, my guest is Emma Bliss, also known as Sweet Bliss. Emma is based out of Stockholm and has been a Twitch streamer for many, many years now, has hundreds of thousands of followers, quite insane, all over Twitch, YouTube, and uh, TikTok, of course, and I think a little bit of Snap as well, and, and, you know, the IG for the old school people like myself. And so today we're going to be talking a lot about the future of creator economy, something that uh, streamers have uh, figured out years ago, and then the general public now is uh, discovering And so we want to discuss social commerce and creator economy and streaming and just her personal experience, because for many of us who are not so much into sharing our everyday lives other than memes and occasional photo of our lunch, it's a very interesting life that she's been living, especially that most of her streams, her schedule is actually a daily schedule. So she's been streaming for years and years, almost every day, which is quite interesting. So I'm very excited about this and welcome Emma to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me be here. This is uh, so exciting. (laughs) It's a bit different than what you do usually because uh, normally you stream on your own. And actually you stream in Swedish, right? Mostly. Usually, I usually call it Swinglish. It's like a mix between (laughs) Swedish and English. Because I I started out when I started streaming, which is now almost seven years ago. No, actually eight years ago almost. Time flies. So yeah, back then there wasn't really a lot of people in Sweden that even knew what Twitch was. Uh, so it was mostly Americans that was my viewers. So and they they are not very good at Swedish. So <laughs> most of them. So that that's why I started uh, talking English. And then once I started growing and Twitch also grew in Sweden, I'm also pushed on the front page uh, specifically in Scandinavia. So uh, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, and Finland, and basically all of those countries understand Swedish. So that's why I kind of became a swinglish um, swinglish mix but uh, uh, yeah I, I'm trying to keep it so that like everyone can join in but if uh, I get a question from someone that might not know English uh, so well then I usually answer it in Swedish. Wow that's awesome but yeah we've already touched upon the beginnings it's been right now almost eight years 
and it's funny, you know, when you, I guess when you start, you'd never think about, you know, how long things are going to take for you. But now looking back, you know, in two years, it's going to be a decade and you're going to probably, you know, soon running a masterclass of how to do streaming and how to grow your account and all of this. This is uh, very, very exciting. But if we go back to the beginnings, could you speak to what really got you started? Uh, how did you find Twitch to be the platform where you do, did want to uh, start your streaming career? Well, when I started streaming, I wasn't, I really didn't do it with the intent of this is going to become my job because my, uh, or my career, because when I, when I started back then, there was really nothing. I, I knew that you can get a career in gaming because you were like amazing at a game, like you're competing and you can win tournaments. And I mean, that esports really started growing also back then. But since I'm actually not a pro at the games I play, I just have a very, like I have a passion for gaming and I think it's really fun. My intent when I started was basically just to meet other gamers around the world. Um, and also I started talking English because I thought this is a great way to get to know um, more people that's not just from Sweden and also to learn English because I felt like I was very, very bad at it at the time. So it's like a win-win, I guess, for me. And then when I started, I think it took two months or something and then just Bam, you know, my stream blew up because first off, it was, I think it was very rare to see a Swedish person on Twitch. And uh, so people, I guess, were curious about that. And I got a lot of questions about Sweden. Uh, I, I think honestly, it was just a strange thing to see a woman on Twitch also for that matter. Unfortunate. So yeah, I was, uh, I got a lot of questions about that too. And then I think three months in, I kind of just, it was like, it was unreal. Because at that point, I since I never expected anything, and I realized, oh wow, this this is, well, this is taking up a lot of my time, and this is actually a, like this can actually be my career. This is actually a job, and uh, I had this big decision to do. Like, do I want to continue um, doing it kind of on on my day offs, or do I want to like just uh, go full in? And uh, I decided to just go for it, and. Ever since, I've that's, that's exactly what I've been doing. So it became my career and I started learning everything in social media. And that's also when I started branching out to other social medias like Facebook, Instagram, even YouTube. So back then, TikTok wasn't a thing. So that, that I didn't do. Because I realized that if I was going to do this as a living, then I can't put all my eggs in one basket. I have to actually, you know, spread it out. You try to kind of create a, like a climate so that you can move people around I don't know how to call it but but yeah basically I upload a picture on Instagram in order to tell them that hi I'm going live on Twitch right also and so you try to um, yeah make it a business mm. that's how yes. I got started so you basically understood very early on that you need to have an ecosystem and you can de-risk your presence on Twitch by having also other channels live and in case any of them you know, goes down. If that happens, you're able to still maintain your audience, especially yeah. in this in this business. This is very very key. I wanted to ask about uh, the basics as well, because you know you're naturally from our, all our conversations very kind and open and uh, respectful and and also like you said, you have passion for gaming. So you, so you had a lot of those kind of uh, I think skills naturally that made you 
in touch with, with, with people a lot. And I think that's yeah. what, you know, just building those relationships as a streamer. Can you identify uh, some of those skills or maybe other ones that are really, really important to be a successful creator? Absolutely. When I started streaming, I was, uh, I, I think I was uh, 20, how old am I? No, I, I 27 already back then. So, because I think that is also the reason why I realized what you said, like you, that you had to do more than one thing because I had had my own company, but as a photographer and also working with interior design before. So like I was kind of, I, I knew about branding and I knew about uh, marketing and, and things like that. I just had to learn like you said, I, I had to learn new skills and also being in front of a camera. That was difficult in the beginning and making that natural because it sounds, you kind of sound crazy to yourself in the beginning because you're not talking, you don't see a person, you don't uh, hear them, they don't talk back to you. You're basically just sitting in your room talking to yourself for hours on end. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what it feels like in the beginning. So that was a difficult thing, I think, to kind of get through. But just like you said, the most important things, I think, is, uh, well, uh, perseverance first off, because it is, it's not easy to grow a channel, especially not nowadays when there's so many new, sh uh, new streamers in the market. And I think, especially during Corona, Twitch grew from, now it's almost around 10 million active streamers. And before that, it's like, basically doubled everything in just a few years. And with that also doubling the competition, of course, for an, any new streamer. So um, I learned quickly that you have to find your own thing, like something unique, something that, that I could do that like made me stand out from the crowd. Uh, for me, that became art. It took me a time to kind of find that because you just, you tried everything in the beginning, kind of to find your way through things. But that is, such an important thing and I wish that uh, I put more time on doing that in the beginning then it wouldn't you know people usually try to put time on making you know they want to make cute images for their stream and they want to put so much money on their technology and uh, and they watch videos and they want to do kind of a very as high-tech stream as possible I usually see that as kind of starting in the wrong end because content is king right so it doesn't matter how nice overlay you have or or how expensive studio lights you have because they will all watch you because of your content and, and who you are, what you can provide them. Um, and of course, um, entertainment. So that was yeah. that is the number one thing. There's that. And with COVID and with everyone going remote, right, nobody really expects anything other than kind of your face and you being able to speak in front of the camera just because everyone's used to seeing other people's living rooms like you can see mine <laughs> right now yeah and um and it, there's not really a lot of expectation in terms of uh, I think the flushy uh like flushy setup but more so really the content and the connection and the relationship that, that I think is it's actually better and when you because it's better they want to see the real thing right uh, why people watch a live stream maybe instead of watching YouTube is because YouTube is edited and it's uh, really nice to watch YouTube if you want something that is like really, you know, perfectly edited and very short and you don't, you you know, you don't have a lot of time. You just want to watch a video and it's, it's five minutes or 10 minutes. But Twitch, usually people can sit in my stream for hours on end. Um, and it becomes almost like this tradition thing that when, where the people are working, studying, or, or just uh, playing their own games um, or doing art or something. They just, they have me up on their iPad or they have me up on, on the 
like if they have two screens. So I become this uh, this friend kind of that I just hang out with. And that is, I think, the most important thing, just to be real, be yourself and provide something that they can get out of it. But uh, I know company is something that is very important for a lot of people. There is a lot of uh, also lonely people in the world or just people that just feel like someone is talking. And the special thing with streaming is that if they say something to me, I can actually answer them. So it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, on YouTube or if you watch TV, if you watch Oprah on, on TV, you know, and, and you want to like have a, an opinion, <laughs> no one is going to listen to that. If you don't maybe write it on Reddit. But uh, other than that, you know, like you're not, you're just going to be talking to yourself. But here they have the opportunity to actually have an opinion or, or tell me hi, and I can actually say hi back. And that means so much for people. Yeah, and it's a, this um, real-time interaction, there's that, and then there's uh, this uh, companionship that you've mentioned that is uh, so uh, cool, and, and especially, you know, in the last couple of years when with, with the pandemic, everything has happened, that, that must have been of such a huge value. Not to mention also that you have a great voice and you have a very soft voice. And I think uh, I always enjoy listening to you whenever we talk on Clubhouse. It's always really, really uh, calming uh, to uh, to listen to you. So I think this is another, <laughs> you know, just the, you know, uh, natural talent um, that you Thank have. Thank you. <laughs> but People also- say that, but I don't hear it myself. Though. Really? <laughs> I can't, oh, no, wow. no, I can't listen to my own voice. I, I I, there are a few times it happens that I'm accidentally open up my own stream during a stream. So I hear myself, I just throw myself at the computer, just trying to close down. And I'm like, <laughs> but I think, wow. uh, yeah, but it's I think it's difficult. Is- yeah, it's always to yourself. For, for yourself. Yeah, I've, I've had that also be when I first started uh, running the, the podcast and I couldn't listen to myself. But then at the end of it, I just thought, you know what, like I cannot change it anyway. So I might, exactly. might as well be used to it. <laughs> Out of all your streaming stories, because you've also shared a few, if there is one that you very specifically remember as, um, you know, uh, impactful from all those years uh, that you've done. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, it's such a difficult question because, I mean, there's so many of them, right? So just choosing one is, uh, oh, uh, I, I would say the times, like the streams where I, yeah, so the streams where I either get to meet my viewers face to face, because sometimes, you know, I, I, you can stream from events and stuff like that. And uh, a viewer can have been uh, watching you and you can have been talking to them through your chats for many, many years. And then, you know, when you finally meet, uh, even for me, it's like meeting an old friend. So, I mean, situations like that is amazing. But I would say once, like there is one stream, when I realized that, like how much it means uh, to some people to watch streamers, because in before that, I kind of just thought, thought of myself as well. I, I'm just a gamer. I just play games. I just sit here and, you know, I keep <laughs> constantly, you get always haters and, you know, they say, uninstall, uninstall the game. You're too bad at it. You know, <laughs> you're, so it was like that and that kind of, uh, you kind of believe it, you know, when you hear it enough times. But then there was one day when I met a kid, he looked to be around 15 or something. And we were think at an event and he came up to me and hugged me and uh, I was live streaming this and he told me like this story I actually broke down and started crying in the stream because he told me the story that he had had leukemia for um, I think 
one year or two years or something. So he's been like stuck in the hospital uh, getting treatment. And during this treatment, you know, he couldn't really do much at all. He um, and it was very important for him to kind of stay the calmer he could stay and the less, you know, stress or worry, the, the better or I guess the easier it could be for also the medicine to help. And, and he ha had this story of how he had been lurking, as we call it. That is like when they spend a lot of time in the chat, but they don't actually write a lot because uh, he, he didn't have a lot of energy. But he basically thanked me for saying that it gave him a place to relax and, and not think about his own troubles and just kind of go through everything terrible uh, that he did. But, you know, not thinking about his own problems, but just being a part of not just not just me, but the entire community, because like people in the chat, they get to know each other. It becomes kind of like on Clubhouse, but but in writing writing form. And uh, he had hadn't told anyone about this, so I uh, you know I had no idea that that he was sick or, or anything. And then when at the same time when he told me all of this, he actually ended with the, that he just got he he just uh, found out that now he was free from cancer. And that if we, oh, wow. he was like, yeah, it was, I mean, that was like this uh, hallelujah moment, you know, but yeah, that was awesome. And that's kind of when I realized that, you know, it's not about how good of a gamer you are or, or uh, I mean, whatever it is you're doing, it's not about uh, your skill. It's about the community and uh, how much it actually means. So whenever people after that tell me that, you know, I'm not uh, good enough or on anything, then, you know, I, it's so much, I, you know, I don't listen to that because I know that what really, really means something is for the people that might not have uh, a lot of friends or people that feel lonely or people that is in a tough situation, or even just the people that have had a bad day at work, you know, they want to get home and they just don't want to think about their daily struggles, right? They just want to let go of all that. Uh, and that is the number one thing that is like, yeah, that I taught from, learned from that day. And it, it also helped me so much because, you know, it helps you to not be able to, no, it helps you in order to take kind of um, distance from the hate you also get. So you don't listen to it. And, and it'd be, yeah. But just, yeah, it's a fussy. I almost start crying just talking about that moment, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, me too. I mean, this is so um, so great to hear that he's in remission and that that mm -hmm. there's a, and there, there's probably so many more of those people that have never spoken to you, but actually probably have gone through a difficult time and thanks to you, you know, kept going. I've met so many of them now. This happened, I think, two, two or one and a half, no, two years into my streaming. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I when I met him and, and ever since uh, I, it's happened similar things several times, uh, even if it's not maybe meeting them face to face, but just getting a DM or, or a mail from someone and they're telling them, you know, them saying what it means to them. That is just, that is worth everything to yeah. me. That's worth more than any, any amount of money or, uh, you know, a high score in a game or whatever it might be. Yeah. But I'm actually surprised to hear that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm very naive, but uh, I'm surprised to hear that there's still a lot of uh, hate. And like, why would anyone be so negative? But I think it's just I just don't like wasting uh, energy. But uh, I think there's a lot of people that that do. I you guess. would be and, surprised. <laughs> wow. So you would say that uh, even, you know, so many years and you still get people who are sometimes, I don't know, somehow taken aback by your streams and would have negative comments. 
Oh my God, yes. Uh, many, many, wow. many people a day, uh, honestly. I, I'm not really sure why. Uh, the thing is, as a woman on Twitch, everyone can get hate uh, online. You know, that, that is common. And also in gaming, gaming can also be a very toxic place. But as a woman, uh, that hate can get, uh, I don't know, doubled, more than doubled, like tripled. Because it's been a very man-dominated, I guess, industry. You know, games... Just not so many years ago, it wasn't really a good thing for women to be gaming. It was a bad thing, you know, it's nerdy. And it's like, even sometimes I can still hear that. Like now when I've, I've been on Clubhouse and some of the like Instagram, uh, Instagram rooms and so on. And, and whenever I ask about what, what, what do you think about Twitch as a platform? Oh, no, no, it's, uh, I don't think it's for me. It's mostly nerds. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. I hear a lot of that. So I think uh, that stigma still hangs on, but it's so much better now than it was when I started because when I started it was uh, almost surreal because um, there wasn't a lot of women on Twitch and and I remember something that I heard many times a day I was sitting there with my headset you know you're playing it could be Counter-Strike or whatever like <laughs> I, I play a lot of shooting games and then all of a sudden you get a question in the chat saying oh my god are you a porn star Oh, and, wow. and that, yeah, because I, I'm blonde, I guess, and I'm a woman and I, it's a webcam. Uh, and I guess, <laughs> and it was not really, it was rare, I guess, with women that actually, uh, or for them at least, women that actually like games. And yeah, so their, their conclusion from that, even though I was fully dressed playing games and, you know, not even, you know, talking about anything like that, they were, it was that, oh, I must be a porn star. And, and then not like at the moment, but, you know. Uh, and they didn't say it in a mean way, by the way. That was not a troll. That was not, yeah, that was just what people thought, you know, because it was so rare. And nowadays you never hear that. So I'm so happy. If you hear that nowadays, it is just mm -hmm. someone trolling. Mm -hmm. It's not actually, they don't actually think it. So yeah, it's, it's a weird business sometimes. So at least this has evolved into a better, uh, to a better place. Uh, but so, you know, again, you're, uh, I would say a rare creature that has been there for so, so long. And like you say, you know, as a female streamer, as a gamer, you're, you're one of the most famous Nordic female streamers. I think we can say that. Can you share your biggest learning or, or, or an advice that you would have for uh, fellow female streamers that want to get into this? I imagine there's so many people now discovering, you know, creator economy and, and seeing that they can make, make a living um, out of um, being on social channels or, uh, or streaming channels. And what would you say is, how do you cover your uh, quote unquote, but to not get, uh, not get screwed over when you start? I would say that it's important to have some kind of a plan, right? So, because I, I didn't have a plan when I started. So having a plan uh, and kind of, knowing what you want like what what is your goal with starting streaming is it just do you want to build a career in in streaming or is it this just for fun uh and so on because otherwise it's very very easy on twitch to kind of get swooped into many times doing things that you might not do for example i see a lot of people that are streaming with a hoodie and end up streaming in a bikini because oh. yeah <laughs> you know even if they play a game it doesn't really matter what because they realize that you just start streaming and then one day people start joining your stream and they are super nice and they're giving you so many compliments, right? So they're like, oh, you're so pretty and, uh, uh, you know, what a pretty top and stuff. And in the beginning, that feels great. But then uh, you start to realize that once 
like kind of the less uh, clothes you have, like if it was summer, if, if you have a hoodie one day and then the next day you have a normal H&M top, then all of a sudden you're going to see way more comments, right? Um, from, from people and more people that you never seen before can show up and give you a bunch of comments, which I mean, at the beginning, I mean, that feels great. Like you're like, wow, well, they're so nice. One day comes along when you're maybe summer is over or something and you are wearing this really nice polo or something that you just got. And all of a sudden you see your viewership drop from like, well, more than 50%. Wow. And, and all of these nice comments that you usually get about how beautiful your eyes are mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it might be, they're, they're not really popping up anymore. Those people are not there that day and things like that. And I've seen, especially for younger people, maybe I thought I'm happy I was 27 when I started for younger people you know, they, they, that was like, that kind of leans into maybe wearing a top that shows more skin again, you know, and, and things like that, because but that becomes like a very bad spiral. And I've seen it happen so many times and it's not on purpose. It's not that it, it's not the guys. They're not mean, right? Because they're seeing nice things. They're women, they're not mean either. It just, you know, kind of hurts when you all of a sudden see this huge decline. So I say, have a plan know what it is you're getting into and there's only fans nowadays right if that is someone's goal then okay go for it i guess but if your goal is to have a career in streaming and want to like host stages maybe someday or or get get like amazing sponsorships with some of your dream companies and you know whoever whatever that might be um then i would say like try to put up a clear plan and and don't fall in that trap because once you fall in that trap, many companies, um, even though they love you as a person and it's not personal, but you know, when they start Googling and they start seeing, you know, people taking print screens of things like that, then then they won't be able always to sponsor you because it's it's not personal, but it's it's more like, you know, if someone Googles their brand and and pictures like that shows up, that is not good branding. So it's, you know. Uh, and that, that yeah they have to take and that happens a lot uh with at least younger people so it, it, because people think that the the amount of viewers you have is the is uh, equals to success and it's not so i would say don't focus just on the amount of viewers focus on your brand focus on uh, your kind of core values who who do you want to be what do you want to bring to the world you know what do you want to teach people even if it's gaming you know it's still you're talking about a lot of different things and if it's gaming like maybe you teach someone how to play a game or if you're singing maybe you're helping people to uh, also find their voice or you're creating music together with the stream there's so many things to do so don't stray from your plan is what i would say Mm. that is the most common thing i see Yeah, and I think like lack of plan also just then causes you to fall for all of those subconscious uh, cues. And like you said, right, that you read a certain certain reactions in a certain way and you go from hoodie to bikini just because you don't really know, you don't have your own plan. So you go by other people's comments and plans. Yeah. And so I think- You try to do everything, basically. You see bigger streamers do something and then you try to do the same thing. That is how you learn. And for guys, I just wanted to mention that it is exactly the same thing, only maybe not so much bikini or, or showing skin, but it's usually toxicity because mm-hmm. for guys, it's very much like it's cool to be edgy, right? And, and they might realize that when once they say some rude comment about someone, then people are going to be like, yeah, you're so cool. Yeah, go bro. And just the stuff like that in chat. So for them, it can actually become like this 
kind of spiral to someone that they don't want to be either because mm -hmm. uh, you know they notice things like that yeah these are super insightful comments i mean i don't think you can normally get them you know unless you speak to somebody who is who is in this world but it takes uh, so many years to find these things I out know, so that's right. I know. if you were to put your business hat on uh, because uh, you, you are a twitch partner you have different sponsorships what do you think is actually the most exciting thing for like your future partnerships not not so much maybe what you've done so far but what would you like to do you oh. know with all this experience that you've gathered already Actually, what I like to do is kind of just teach other people the business so that they don't have to, because I use so many years, just trial and error, right? There was no one to tell me how to do things. I went through all of those, you know, like you tried to do everything that kind of the trolls or the haters said, like, can't you wear a hoodie? Can't you wear this? Can't you do this? Or it could be things like you should play this game instead of that game, or you're too good, at, you're too bad at the game. Or, you know, I, I kept, I tried everything, right? And it took me many years to kind of realize that is not about what other people think. It's about who you are, what you like to do, um, and also, you know, help people so that they don't have to go through all the hoops that I did, right? So they can, because I would have reached success so much quicker if I only knew how to do it. Mm, if you and had I, someone to help you out, yeah. I want to pay it forward and also want to um, kind of take my streaming career to also more, I guess, TV or, or Netflix or not just on Twitch, but I want to be able to take what I learned and also can maybe make a TV show about it or, or something. Or you can create but your uh, own platform as well. Maybe you can create your own. Uh, <laughs> I am waiting so much for that. Yes, uh, actually not maybe my own platform, but um, who knows? I am absolutely waiting for a new big streaming platform because uh, right now Twitch has had basically monopoly on that. Or, well, since I started, no one so far has been able to beat Twitch in the streaming, not even YouTube or, or Facebook, you know, those big giants. This is very difficult. <laughs> you know, mm. people get a habit. It's very good with competition. You need competition, I think, in all industries. Otherwise, they get comfortable, right? And also with competition comes better contracts for streamers that actually wants to do this as a job. Because if they don't have monopoly on everything they do, then we're going to be able to actually get better deals. What do you think was the biggest innovation, in the, especially in the last year, that you've seen in streaming in terms of maybe new themes of like what people stream about? Or is there like any new tools, something that really, really helped you run your streams in the, in the last year? Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, I mean, just last year, so much has happened because, you know, Corona, because so many people have been working from home. So, wow. Uh, I would say, well, first off, I would just say the fact that so many more people have found their way to live streaming and it's grown from kind of being a gaming only site to just being a streaming site. And, and nowadays the biggest category on Twitch is actually not a, a game. It's just chatting as it's called. And just chatting is basically talk show style. The, well, basically anything that there's not a category for ends up in just chatting and it's just been blowing up. So it's awesome to see the innovation. Yeah, just live chat, but uh, you're only talking and they get to respond. Yes, exactly. And also uh, one of those things that I've seen really popping up is more show formats. It could be all, all kinds of kind of the, the same fun shows you can find on, on Clubhouse sometimes, but it could be a, a, anything from like Jeopardy, but like <laughs> I guess the Twitch mm -hmm. version of Jeopardy <laughs> and, and things like that, that you never really saw before. Before it was very just, you put on a, like you put it on your webcam, you you pushed play and then you just 
you were talking and you know just had a nice time so it's also fine to see it's fun to see more structure yes exactly it's interesting I think it's also because we are creatures of habit and we also like to know what's gonna happen at the same time you know you, you want a little bit of mystery but you also want a little bit of clarity and with shows you always know what the format is so you know what you can expect and then you build a habit around it and like those crime shows you always know that you know first uh, there's a scene <laughs> then they're trying to find the murderer then 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 they make a they they go the wrong way and then they go and then there's some kind of twist yeah yeah (laughs) so it's always kind of like this that is actually really smart what you just said that is something i would like to mention for streaming even when you're doing a not a show format uh, it's always good to have things that like keep coming back it could be something like how you say hello in the morning or or whenever you stream or yeah just have some consistency in, in what you do yeah, I really like when you said that perseverance is one of the key skills. This is my favorite English word, perseverance. And I think it's a it's a very it's a very important life skill. Facing adversity and facing just adulting <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> perseverance is, is pretty key. I know we are kind of short on, on time and you'll have to go soon. So I just wanted to do the VP roulette, which is my favorite part of the podcast. So speaking of something that's always there, uh, the VP roulette <laughs> are three out of 10 questions. So you get to pick three numbers and I'll ask you three random questions. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, three numbers, three, seven, and six. Okay. Question number three is what's the best thing that came out of this new normal remote life uh, for you? That has been my life for the past eight years. <laughs> You've already lived this life before. Yeah, we even... it's so weird. <laughs> but uh, I know, uh, but I would say, you know what, the best thing that came out of that uh, recently is kind of just all the people that I got to know because it, it, when everyone else also started working from home, it gave me an opportunity to get to know them. So yeah, that made, that made me happy. Uh, I got more friends and uh, I was not the only one working from home anymore. So. More people can relate finally to a streamer <laughs> life. Yeah, I kind yes. of feel like a streamer, you know, with all my, like, if I have nine Zoom calls during the day, I also, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm a Twitch streamer a little bit. Question number six is, which of the jobs that you've had uh, or things that you've done were the most transformative for your career? Well, for me, that, that definitely was, uh, that was my streaming once I started streaming, I can't even start counting up the things that I've learned and, and how much I've changed since I started. I mean, it's just almost feels like it's a l- new life. It's like I've had two lives. One was before the stream and one was after the stream. I've, I've had so many amazing experiences, done so many crazy things that I never, ever thought I would experience. Because also as a streamer, of course, when you have sponsorships and stuff, even when there's crazy things that you wouldn't be able to afford yourself it can still be part of a sponsorship. So you get to be like five people. And because I remember going to Thailand and instead of just getting a room, I got a huge villa with my own backyard and a big pool. And I mean, I've been living in a small studio apartment for the most part of my life. So that was just, wow, you know, because it's not really what I would do when I went to Thailand. Or just uh, a week ago, I played games in a submarine. I mean, that's never thought. (laughs) Yeah, so just all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I remember seeing on your Instagram, uh, I think like a snapshot from an event, where you and your partner were um, attending an event and people just went crazy when they saw you. So I can imagine yeah. this must be, is must, this must, can you like walk casually around Stockholm or do you get recognized a lot? 
nowadays I get I get recognized a lot because um, Sweden only has 10 million people, and and uh, only on Twitch I have I think uh, 50 million views. And then uh, you know if you I also have a Swedish YouTube channel where I have uh, 150,000 followers and like 60 million views, and that is just Swedish views. <laughs> wow! So it's very difficult okay. kind of to be somewhere and not be recognized. <laughs> but uh, of course at the events that is probably the most crazy because that, that's probably what you saw also on Instagram yeah when people actually come to a place because they want to see you yeah. uh, that that is um, the first time I did that going from just sitting in my living room talking to quote-unquote myself I only saw numbers I didn't see people and then just going to an event and then random people just knowing your name and saying hi and or just asking like, how, how's your dog doing? How's Dexter doing? Knowing, like naming my dog and just things. And you're, you're kind of like in this alternate reality. That's it's so weird <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> it must be crazy. It must be crazy. Okay. One well, last question is best advice you've ever gotten. You know what? I probably have to say perseverance <laughs> there too, because <laughs> that is probably what, what has helped me the most perseverance and kind of just, even though it sounds like a cliche, but like be yourself that, that is it. Oh, I can say this actually. When I moved to Stockholm and I wanted to start my YouTube channel, I went from being a Twitcher and I, you know, getting into a new, totally new area, which was YouTube at the time. I asked this big YouTuber. He has, um, he had over a million uh, subscribers. And I said, I'm not so sure if I'm cut out for this, uh, being a YouTuber. I, I think, you know, I think I'm too weird. You know, people are going to think I'm weird. Or And then he basically looked at me and said, you know, you know, if you're weird, that is a great thing because no one want to watch a normal person. Normal is boring. And so it's like embrace the weirdness and all the quirks of your personality and, and show it. Yeah. Whenever people tell me I'm weird, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Now I'm now I'm like that also. Yeah. <laughs> so learned. Yeah, but I also think it comes with time, like the acceptance and kind of you know the self love. I have to say that definitely my twenties were or all over the place, and now in my thirties, I'm I'm finally like at peace, and it and it's a very comfortable place to be when you're comfortable in your skin, comfortable with your personality, okay, with your weird, embrace your weirdness. Um, yeah. I can absolutely relate to that. Um, being yeah, 34 and playing games, for, you're for, never yeah. too old for gaming. Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, you're never too old for anything, really, to be honest. So I think you can, uh, yeah, as long as you do what you really love, like, I think this is the most important thing. We only have a few minutes left, but you can also ask me a question if you want before we finish up. And then I will let you go so you can go and stream. Yeah, what was the best thing you learned through your career that you would like other people to know? I think the best advice that I got really for being able to experience a lot in my career and not get really stuck. And I think this is the, you know, the breadth of experience, I think is really key. So you, it's important to try different things to understand mostly, I think not even what you like, but what you don't like. And I always say that like already understanding what you don't like is great. And you need to try different jobs. You need to try different things. And I remember, you remember this movie with Jim Carrey called Yes Men? Uh, oh, yes. He would say <laughs> yes to everything. I kind of, my version of this is why not? I just talk to a lot of people, meet people randomly. And they ask me if I want to do something or, you know, collaborate on something. And I'm always like, why not? You know, and worst case, you can say, oh, it's not for me. I tried. It didn't work out. And I've had uh, jobs in the past and even recently that I've tried and they didn't work out. And I think that's fine. You know, and honestly, 
another thing that you like people I think realize as they get older is that no one else really has enough time in their day to think about you so much. So you should just think about yourself in a, like in a healthy uh, way. Um, so f- for me, I think the flexibility and openness are, are kind of the key things for, for career and curiosity. Curiosity is probably like my driving force. And if something is interesting to me, I'll do it and then um, I'll try it. It might turn out not to be the thing, but at least um, I always try to get a taste of, um, or of different things that I do. So I would say... Yeah, it's a maybe a convoluted way of answering, but kind of being, you know, flexible and open and, and curious, I think will will get you far. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'm curious on everything. Um, yeah, yeah, we've all we always have so many weird conversations in the <laughs> uh, game industry room and in the Nordic club and like so many, uh, so many different topics, right? Like that, that, that we talk about that are not maybe something that you would normally talk about uh, at dinner with friends. Uh, so it's and it's something you learn every day also I feel like when when you're just uh, talking to so many different people I there is not one day where I don't learn something new full of free knowledge just yeah yeah that's why I'm there all the time exactly thank you so so much Emma for being on the podcast for sharing all your insights uh, from almost a decade of uh, your career in streaming I'm looking forward to seeing you do so much more in terms of training other people on how to do this successfully and looking forward to seeing you on TV at some point hopefully and for all you guys uh, please uh, look up the notes uh, in the underneath this episode and so you can follow Emma on Twitch on YouTube on Instagram on Twitter, (laughs) almost anywhere you want. Also on TikTok now, you can uh, see what she's up to uh, with her art, uh, with playing games. And also maybe you can learn a little bit of Swedish. Who knows? Yes. And yeah, thank you so much again for inviting me to the podcast. I I love things like this. This is, um, you know, since I'm I'm used to live streaming, but this is another format. So whenever I get the opportunity... I I never say no. (laughs) It's uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story and I'll see you on Clubhouse. (laughs) Yeah. We will see each other. And for the virtually possible podcast, hopefully we'll be back soon. I cannot promise when exactly, but until then, bye.